and three, two, one, we're rolling. Welcome to another episode of the Speak the Language podcast. We are back in the office, Jordan and myself. Um, we are officially, I guess we kind of officially closed out Turkey Podcast last week, but we did allude to we would go on one more trip. We did. Which we did. Just wasn't ready to let it go quite yet. And we didn't. And we didn't. Hung on to it almost to the last day. (laughs) I think it was two days left of the season when we left. The thing that was cool about it to me, and we talked about this, is like, uh, I remember the first time that I, I think we were out west, I think we were in New Mexico, and I said that was the first time I'd shot a turkey like past May 1st, because until then all I'd ever turkey into that was in Mississippi, and it closes on May 1st. Yeah. So this time in Maine, that's the first time I ever pulled the trigger on a turkey in the month of June. You have to either be real good or real bad to be having to hunt all the way to May 1st in Mississippi. <laughs> one of the two. Like, if you kill a turkey on May 1st, like, it's happened once in my career. Yeah. You know? I've never, I say I say that, like, I don't think I've, I don't think I've killed one on May 1st. No, I have not. And yeah. I, I'll tell you why, because it's always been a goal of mine for whatever reason my my grandmother we call her mimi she passed away on may the first and so i always wanted to uh just kill a turkey on that day and then i thought i was going to this is back when i was in college i ended up uh getting permission on a place that was i mean we you know where where she was laid to rest at and where her and daddy doe lived was up in the middle of nowhere mississippi i mean the middle of nowhere yeah you've seen it (laughs) and uh the cemetery she's where she's buried at uh i got permission to hunt the land like right across the road oh wow and i but i only got to hunt it with two days of season left but and but which led to that because i was like my only goal is if i could have killed a turkey and then gone and you know because mm-hmm. I, I whenever i'm up there I try to go up there and you know visit her and where daddy doe are laid but it didn't work out but one of these days maybe yeah one of these days but my yeah. goal is to kill a turkey every day of turkey season. How are you going to do that? I don't It ain't never going to happen, but Legally. it's a good goal. We went to Maine, you, myself, and Gary Stanton, like we spoke about. Well, I think the coolest, or one of the coolest things about that for me, and I think our listeners will get a kick out of this, is this was a completely non-primos-related uh, trip. Yeah, we were just going hunting, you know. Yeah. Kind of a... People look at us funny when we say we're going to take vacation and go turkey hunting. Cause they're like, <laughs> y'all get to do that all the time anyway. Yeah. We, we do, and we're very blessed to be able to do that. But it's just, it's stressful. It can be. I mean, it, it can be very stressful yeah. trying to document everything and making sure you have everything to, you know, tell a story from front to back on the big screen. Yeah. You know, it can be stressful trying just making sure you have everything. Yeah, to get all the shots you need and everything. And so it was – that was the first time that I've ever really done that. Yeah. Other than I, I went on one – but, yeah, I mean, the first time I've ever really just said, all right, we're going to Maine or, so, you know, somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. And we're going turkey hunting and just kick back and enjoyed it, you know. Yeah, man, it was it was stress-free, but that was sure, for sure. You go into it. I mean, yeah, we all want to shoot turkeys and everything, but we don't go into it stressing out about what if we don't. Yeah. Because we do do that, trying to video, because you're like, man, we don't want to waste a whole week trying to hunt and not be successful. Yeah. But I went into this, and I'm like, I'm finna have me a good time. That's what I was telling Gary. Gary was like, man, I hope everyone gets one. I was like, yeah, obviously I do too, you know. But I was like, man, if you shoot one and George shoots one and I don't shoot one, I'll be perfectly happy. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, just because it was a – 
he was nice. Chance to clear the mind. And uh, Gary's son, I won't, I mean, again, I feel like we talked about turkeys for three solid months now, so it's time to move on to something else. But no. It, <laughs> no. I'm not saying that for my own willingness. I just feel like some of the listeners would. They're like, all right, you got to get off. You got <laughs> to let go of those turkeys, man. That's so hard. I know it. Um, but it was really, really cool uh, because when we first started out there, we had one rental car between the three of us and so we were all like dropping dropping each other off like all right you go on here i'll go on here and so we were because that was you know we only had three days to hunt Mm -hmm. so we were trying to maximize our efforts at first and the way it laid out is when gary killed his all three of us got to be together yeah and that was really fun yeah the last turkey i got to see of the spring of 2020 we were all together and that just made it that much better it really did and just a hunt too yeah it was that was a hunt it was a it was a hunt it was a it was cool you know and we've started doing this you know we killed a turkey got him hung him up in a tree and then we just kind of sat there and chilled for a little bit dave's the one that taught us to do that i ain't mm-hmm. gonna act like i made that up no he's like man i forget i forget what exactly dave dave owens i yeah. forget what exactly he said to us he's like the reason he did what he did but yeah it makes a like it burns that memory into your mind. You sit there and think about that hunt, looking at that turkey hanging in that tree. Yeah, I mean, it just we get in such a hurry. Yeah, and we we started implementing that after he taught us that, because especially when we bring the cameras into play, you're like, all right, now we got to go film this and this and this, which is stuff we got to do. But there ain't nothing wrong with saying, let's take ten minutes and just mm-hmm. soak all this in, because it's still every one of them special, every one of them. Yeah, and uh, it was cool just the way that one happened, played out. Everyone got like a got a theater seat to the show. Yeah, <laughs> and it was it Gary killed like the the biggest bodied turkey we'd seen all week. She does the biggest turkey I've seen all year. Looked like he come out of the Midwest. He's a big boy. Yeah, he's bigger than Gary. He was he was <laughs> he's just about as long as Gary. <laughs> um. So yeah. So anyhow, that was that. Went up to Maine, had us a good time, and shut close the book on turkey season of 2020 it was interesting that's for sure um it was a good season and a bad season a it, little bit in between too it was different for sure yeah. different um and so as we do that we dive into what i've started referring to as the summer podcast which are you know we talk I'm, I'm sure i've talked about it on here before frankly coming up with topics on the podcast are easier when it's hunting season and yeah. that's obvious because you know you got stuff going on you know you got current events that happened last week you got to discuss yeah so it was summertime we're usually like that's i mean that's how we met gary and charlie from muscadine bloodline i usually that's when i try to bring in off the wall guests and talk about different topics you know because hunting is still very relevant it's just not as involved that yeah. time of year you know so um I guess to kick that off, we'll have more coming again. It'll it'll be a weekly thing as we start putting these kind of things together. I know we, we've talked about um, covering some deer habitat stuff and land work stuff you can do during the summer. That's stuff mm-hmm. that some of the folks sent in because we, we asked them that last week. said, you know, if we, you have anyone in particular or any topics particular, we do this for the listeners, right? So right. send that in. So that's some of the first ones we got is something really involving like, you know, what do you do to your deer land in the summer? And so we'll have a lot of that or you know that kind of stuff coming forth and that offer still stands to y'all that are listening if y'all think of anything topics people whoever just send them in send them to my instagram page jordan's instagram page primo's instagram page doesn't matter just send it 
we'll get to it. Um, but for today, what I thought would be fun to do, which would be, I guess it, I mean, kind of be pulling away from turkeys. I mean, you can't have turkeys in it, I guess. Uh, so we did some like, we did a string of episodes uh, with Wilbur and Brad and Jimmy, and we called them the good old days, mm-hmm. right? Where and those those are really popular, obviously, because uh, I mean, who doesn't who in the, who that hunts doesn't want to hear Wilbur's backstory? You know yeah. how how we all got started. And so though I'm not going to sit here and act like we have as far of a history as they do because we don't, but it would be interesting for you like if i so i'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit jay if i were to ask you like not even i'm not saying like your first bow hunt or deer hunt or turkey hunt whatever but like the first time you ever went hunting doesn't matter what it was was the first or or like just the first thing comes to your mind when i ask you that oh deer camp running dogs riding horses really yeah that's what I first deer my first really hunting experience. That's what we were in a deer camp. I'm still one of my best buddies today, Perry. He's we were all in a deer camp together mm-hmm. in Lake Mississippi. And yeah, that's what we did, man. We surrounded by government lands and had a few hundred acres there private that we leased and had a camp right in the middle of it. And mm-hmm. uh, Saturday morning, you know, you drive down there Friday night. It wasn't but 15 minutes from my house, but we'd go stay down there just for you know you're going to deer camp for the weekend yeah even though you 15 minutes from your house you act like it feels like you're 100 miles away yeah and uh we'd go down there on friday night and they'd have a big cooking cooking who knows what all kinds of right parts and pieces yeah (laughs) (laughs) some buying sausages and whatever else deer camp food sounds like a mississippi deer camp yes and uh you know everybody had horses and it'd be 30 people down there and you know everybody have a horse or a three-wheeler yeah and uh first thing saturday morning they'd wait till about eight o'clock cook a big old breakfast and they'd get all the dogs rounded up and we'd head out yeah they'd have you know a couple guys that worked the dogs on horses and they'd all put a plan together on the back of a mcdonald's bag where who's gonna be where <laughs> and that you'd go get in your spot you know yeah. i was either on a four wheeler or a horse one of the two and you know you'd go get in your standing spot and they'd get on the other side of this thicket and turn the dogs out and you either saw a deer shot at a deer it was some kind of action involved yeah. you know it was exciting yeah i don't yeah. know if i ever i can't remember i didn't my first deer i killed i was still hunting i don't remember ever getting one with the dogs because yeah. I, I was a little bitty i was like 10 12 right. i had a 20 gauge uh semi-automatic shotgun and yeah buckshot i remember shooting at a bunch of them but i don't ever remember killing one connecting yeah <laughs> which that that's probably my earliest memory of you know going deer hunting and just i remember the people more so than i did the hunting yeah i can remember getting in a fist fight right now with perry in the camp <laughs> of the in the deer camp over what his his uh older brother was 10 years older than him or whatever and they were all in the wwe <laughs> and uh me and perry we were two years apart and i was probably 12 and he's about 10 and i outweighed him by about 100 pounds <laughs> and uh his brother was instigating us trying to do his wwe moves on each other well anyway one thing led to the other he bit me and uh perry whoa <laughs> i felt like you 
<laughs> feel got, like you skipped a few steps. And we got to wrestling. <laughs> One thing led to another, and he bit me. <laughs> yeah. And we got to wrestling, and uh, anyway, he got we got mad, and he bit me on the chest, and I just reared back and just clocked him, <laughs> knocked him back in the chair, and uh, we were all the grown folks were outside doing something, and uh, they came back in, and at, at this point we knew we was gonna get a whooping if we told them we'd been fighting, so. We uh, fabricated this big old story about how Perry ran across and hit his head on the horse trailer outside. Yeah. That's how he got the black eye. And then I was home that, like, when we got home, I was, my mom or something saw me and it's like, well, what happened to your chest? A horse bit me? A horse bit him. <laughs> A horse bit him. <laughs> but I remember like that was yesterday. Oh, my gosh. But there's always stuff like that going on. You and Perry trying to drop the people's elbow, and he turns around and bites you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I clocked him back in a chair. The funny thing is is I have no issues believing that story. We still do that night before dove season opens up. Yes, we do. (laughs) Yes, we do. Golly. Well, yeah, man. I mean, that's my memories that come to my mind when I think about early deer hunting, you know? Yeah. This uh, dog hunting is kind of a kind of a dying art, if you will. It is. I mean, you don't have access like you used to, and I mean, I have mixed emotions on it. Yeah, because I, I, everybody's more into managing for the herd now, and a lot of the dog hunters have a bad rep. Yeah, rap, you know. That's what my thoughts on it, and. Like I said, I'll just be honest, and I don't know if I'll ruffle, ruffle a few feathers or not, but there are – I know there's still guys that still do it the right way. Yeah. Um, and then just like in anything, you know, you're going to have your guys that don't. The legal know? way. Yeah, the legal way. And I'm not talking about, you know, an, an accidental mishap where a dog gets off on somebody's property, but, they, you know, you've heard these horror stories about these guys running dogs purposely through somebody else's place. That's not good. But Yeah, I, I mean, I dealt with it. Just within the last five years, I was in a hunting camp that, you know, would pay $2,000 a year to be a member in this thing. And, yeah. you know, we'd have guys that didn't have any land anywhere near them that they legally could hunt. Yeah. And they'd just come down this dirt road and dump their dogs out. And, you know, it would sometimes it be, wouldn't ruin your hunt at all. But right. at the same time, you're putting, if you're in a still hunting camp, you want your deer to act natural. Right. In my opinion. And you do that, you're putting extra pressure on those deer, and those older bucks get even harder to kill. Sure. It's, it's like my, my opinion on it just across the board. If you're hunting legally and you're hunting ethically, you're good by me. Yeah. So long, like I as said, long as you enjoy what you're doing and it's legal by the state, go have at it, man. Yeah. It's like I still have a buddy. That's like when he if you if he's talking to you about deer hunting, he's talking about running dogs. Yeah. That's what he loves to do. And he goes by the book. Like I said, he ain't. He ain't trying to run dogs on nobody else's property. They got their place they go to. They run their dogs, and that's that's how they man, deer hunt. And I'm no. like, man, have at it. Yeah, man, I've killed a pile of deer in front of dogs. You know, later on, still hunting, and you hear the dogs coming, boy, you get ready. Yeah, I still remember the first time that I was privy to that. Privy to that, and it was to this day, I don't know if the guy was running them on our family place on purpose or if his dogs just got away from him. But I was I was just to the age where I was able to. Daddy would let me hunt by myself, mm-hmm. sitting in this old old box blind on this lane food plot in the middle of some young pines and like it was a <laughs> the box blind was constructed with two by fours some sort of like black fabric closed it in and there was like a old 
uh, my my uncle worked for the DOT. It worked for MDOT. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this will get him in trouble. I hope it don't. There was an old, old road sign that I guess he found laying around, and that was the roof to the box blind. Yeah, probably when they changed signs up. Yeah. Yeah, it was that the roof on it was old. You could look up there and read <laughs> Mississippi Highway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I was sitting in there with my uh, old Marlin Lever Action thirty thirty, mm. and all of a sudden I just hear, and that Lane food plot didn't do me any good. But they ran about three or four does just boom, 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 just come run across the food plot, and yeah. here come the dogs. I'd be five minutes in front of the dogs. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to think of that. I was yeah. I'd scared, but you know. That was the first time I'd seen it, yeah. but I know what you're. Uh, that is funny how you look. I I can remember. Uh, I don't think I ever killed one on a drive or a dog hunt either, because I never only did it when I was younger. They, I mean, the experiences I had with it. Very few people killed deer because they were usually running by them so fast. There's a lot of shots fired now, yeah. but uh, the cool part about it when somebody would kill a deer, it would get split up amongst the camp. Yeah. It wasn't his deer, Your you know. Deer, he my deer, he yeah. just happened to be the standard that got that deer. Mm-hmm. And that that was the cool part about it. They ever, uh, you ever go on in like where they would just use four wheelers to drive them? No, because we were hunting public land. You couldn't ride a four wheeler oh, on gotcha, the public gotcha, land. Gotcha. Yeah, I can remember those guys back then. That, now this memory, I don't think I was even in on it. I was just I was too young at the time. But I remember they'd have four wheelers and they'd have like old jugs, old empty antifreeze jugs with gravel in it yeah they ride around shaking (laughs) get them up get the deer up yeah man times have changed shoo yeah you don't really see that anymore what about your uh what first deer you ever killed um i was 13 years old yeah uh my dad wouldn't let me shoot a doe he was from the old school you know you don't shoot the does Mm mm-hmm Anyway, I, we were hunting again with my buddy Perry at their place in Walnut Grove, Mississippi. And I had finally got responsible enough where I could go climb up in a stand and sit by myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, set up in this old wooden stand with a boat seat on it, overlooking this old clear cut. It's probably three or four years old. Lanes cut through it. Mm-hmm. Wasn't no such thing as a food plot. Right. And uh, if it was, it was ryegrass, you know, if they had a food plot. Anyway, I'm sitting there that afternoon. I gets right knowing what I know now is prime time. Yeah. At that point, it's starting to get dark, and I'm ready to get down. Yeah. And I was going to get dark, and Cody's starting to howl and all this stuff. Getting scared. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, I look up, and there's this buck coming straight at me down this lane. And he was big, too. He's at least 12 inches wide, six-pointer with yeah. a couple, couple inch times. Movie grande. And I got so nervous, man. I... <laughs> I don't even think for the first couple of minutes because I saw him at like 300 yards and I was immediately wanting to shoot him. Anyway, he's coming straight at me and I knew enough from like watching Brad and all these guys on videos right. not to shoot him straight on. Right. I done learned that from watching TV. Anyway, I'm watching him, watching him, watching him. He finally gets, I don't know, 75 yards from me and I can't stand it anymore. Just let him have it. I gave it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Hit him right at the base of his white patch in his throat, and he fell over dead. I mean, yeah. he's gone. But I got so nervous, and I was like, didn't know what to do. <laughs> I just sat up there and stand shaking until my dad and then came and got me. Mm-hmm. Like it was, I was so excited because I'd been hunting for 
five or six years just like i do now i wanted to go any time i could yeah. like i've been hunting hard yeah like i just hadn't had any yeah I, i'd go sit in our backyard and in the afternoons just hoping one would cross the hay pasture <laughs> you know every day just about but i finally got him boy i was excited too i you the deer i killed at cottonmouth two years ago that big deer yeah i was more excited about shooting that little <laughs> six points than yeah. i was that deer. this is the first one <laughs> yeah yeah but i i'd just been trying so hard and finally got it done and actually got him and because i think i'd shot one or two other ones and didn't find them mm. you know it's just part of not it. knowing what you're doing yeah you know yeah. what bo have to say when he got there is he oh, fired up oh yeah he was all fired up too <laughs> i still remember so the, the first deer that i ever shot is a pretty cool story um on a when i say family land i mean like it, it it's not a big piece i mean it's but it's it is family land and they had a uh we did have a little ryegrass food plot that we planted and uh there was a old there was a shooting house but i mean it was a shooting house that was i mean it was more of a glorified tree house yeah. that had been constructed in this big tree and we called it daddy dole stand and uh my dad piled me and my older brother in there and he couldn't fit all three of us in there and you know still let's be able to function so he's <laughs> he there was like a big you climbed up the ladder and then there's this wood platform you stepped onto and then you opened the door and you went in the stand well dad just hung out on that platform and kept the door cracked so he could talk to us and so he could still peek out there and see what was going on and uh we didn't even see the deer that came out you know me and brett are in there just you know horse playing and yeah. you know messing around and it got like you said it got to be prime time we didn't know it we just know it was getting dark and i don't know we were thumb wrestling or something and uh i can remember dad getting brett's attention and it was like a pile of does well i say a pile it was probably three does and some little ones come just come bailing out in that food plot mm-hmm. and uh brett eeks that 30 30 out the window and boom drops the dough you know and it's just mass chaos those deer just start running around running around running around and i'm like i think i was i want to say i was eight or nine yeah which would have would have made brett 10 or 11 mm-hmm. and uh there was one of the other deer just stayed out there and i just kind of stood you know just looking around and dad was like the other one the other one and to this day I, mean, I still joke with my brother about this what my dad was saying is give the gun to your little brother you know because neither of us that was brett's first deer he had never killed a deer before and i never killed a deer before brett racks that 30 30 is about to shoot another one dad's like no no give it to lake <laughs> <laughs> so he slides the gun across to me and i shot the next one so me and my brother both killed our first deer on the same evening that's cool there yeah but that's still man you was trying to shoot that other deer you trying to kill it off money man i ain't <laughs> greedy i guess i mean what can you expect from a 10 year old you know <laughs> yeah the funniest part about my like when i killed my first deer perry i just heard a story about me and him ransacking each other in yeah. the deer camp anyway he had killed his first one like a week before me oh yeah and it was a four point uh, and when i got down there and counted the points on mine he was six yeah and buddy he wouldn't speak to me for about two months he was mad and, oh he was he <laughs> was po'd because you outdid him well i was on his land too oh i done shot his big buck <laughs> See, I was 13, so I made period 11. Yeah. Yeah. So. He, he tried to wrestle you because you killed his deer? <laughs> he wasn't happy with me. Dang it, boy. OP dog. Mm-hmm. What about your first bow? 
Oh gosh. How how old were you when you got into bow hunting? Uh probably twelve, thirteen. Yeah. Something like that when I started tinkering with it. Mm-hmm. I wanna I think I shot like man, I'm just be white and black about it. I shot like four or five before I found one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd say I was ashamed about it now, but I didn't know. Yeah, I mean. You, I was just, I was sending it. You yeah, know? full send. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think I was 15, maybe, when I killed my first one with a bow. Yeah, I think I was, hit I was it, older than that. I was like 16 or 17. Hit it in the femoral artery <laughs> in the butt. Were you trying to? No, absolutely not. <laughs> what did it? I shot like it was four or five in the same season. I'd shot and hit, but I found out later. Like once I I watched something on it was something to do with TV show where I learned out what I was doing wrong. I mean, it's crazy how much we learned from that back mm-hmm. in younger days, mm-hmm. just watching people and listening to them. And, uh, I had a it was a Jennings Buckmaster's bow, and. I shot my field tips in it good, you know. I could shoot a dang good group at right. 20 yards. Yeah. And uh, I was shooting muzzies, three blades. And uh, that thing was probably so out of tune because I tinkered with it all the time. Yeah. But when I would shoot, that blade would come back and hit my riser. Oh. So when I actually shot a broadhead out of it, it would deflect it like five feet. Yeah, so you I just mean, spray in there. Yeah, like it would like consistently shoot four or five foot to the right <laughs> and that's why i kept hitting all these deer bad yeah because the thing i didn't have a clue it was deflecting off the riser of the bow yeah but you didn't know you was just I drawing was flinging back and them, shooting. Boy. yeah yeah but anyway that's what i deer ran like 40 yards and fell over dead and i was like i got one <laughs> finally got one but yeah was, after that i mean i still wounded a bunch more you yeah. know but it's just part of bow hunting trying to figure it out i hate it but yeah uh, the first deer that i shot at with my bow and this is just i mean the doe was like eight yards away so i mean it, the the first doe, the first deer i shot at my bow i killed and i thought i was something yeah and then my success rate <laughs> dwindled you know i started sending them over the back and all that you know yeah. shooting, shooting them under under them and all that kind of stuff but uh it's funny because what you what you're saying about how much stuff you picked up from tv is i can remember because again you know when it happened i had not even come close to killing one with a bow and then when i see this doe walking towards me i'm like oh gosh this is going to happen like i'm about to have an opportunity and uh i can remember as she started getting you know to where i wanted to shoot her at i remember i'd been watching a uh a primo's truth about bow hunting video and there was a hunt with which everyone does it now, but it's the first time I had seen it. Chris Ashley was hunting, and when the deer got when he wanted to stop him, he meh. Mm-hmm. And that's so I, that came to my head right when she was getting there because she was just slowly walking meh. And then I shot, and and I was like, oh, I did it! I did the thing! <laughs> I did it! Uh. It's just funny, and I can. It's funny now to think about like how much stress we put on ourselves, or how I guess picky we get about our archery stuff yeah because talk about a bow being out of tune man <laughs> like i would show i would walk into the bow shop i do at that time uh, i would go to vans yeah. and uh i would just say i think it was i can't they were they were the cheapest arrows that i could shoot out of my bow 
I'd buy them half a dozen at a time because I was broke. I'd get them ones at Walmart. They were at three ninety five a piece. Yeah, I think these were like five bucks a piece. About thirty six inches long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Full shaft. I can remember I'd go in there and the guy'd be like, well, "What's your draw length?" I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> How long do you want your arrows, man? I don't know. Yeah. And he's he said, "Would well, you have any arrows out that you're shooting now?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "You want me to just cut them that length?" Said, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got yours cut. Yeah. <laughs> you're fancy. Oh, you just shooting them straight out. Oh, of the... full full <laughs> shaft, boy. <laughs> like, they were legitimately like thirty something inches long. Mm. I mean, now I mean I'm full grown now and shoot a twenty seven and a half inch arrow. These were like thirty four and a thirty five inches long. You're slinging spears at. Oh them. gosh, yeah. Uh, I shot a at the time it was a NAP Thunderhead. Shoot, I could have anything that was on sale. I had, I think I had a, I had uh, I had some NAP expandables, some muzzies, and another one too is uh, the Land Sharks or whatever. Yeah. Well, let me tell you why I shot the NAP Thunderheads at the time is because I bought them. Because they were on sale, and then I didn't kill anything for the longest time, so I didn't have to buy any more broadheads. I just had those <laughs> NAP Thunderheads. Oh, I I went through them. I was I was shooting at squirrels, whatever I could shoot at. See, I had me um either had a field point or a judo tip if I saw a critter, like a something else, yeah. you know, like a possum or something I'd want to shoot. Because I was the same way. Like if I saw something that I could legally shoot when I first started bow hunting, oh yeah, I shoot now. <laughs> that didn't matter. If, you better not put me on the edge of a hayfield. I'd shooting at a deer if he's two hundred. You're just slinging it. Oh, uh, yeah. Boom. Didn't matter. I I'd, can remember the first time I heard someone say, uh, they're like, do you need to paper tune your bow? Paper what? Who? <laughs> and I, I can remember, I was like, why would I want to shoot my bow? I mean, I know it'll shoot through that paper. What are you talking yeah. about? I had no, like, no, no concept of what any of yeah. that was. I got really, really serious about it after about age 50. Probably after I killed that first deer, I really got serious in the bow hunting. I went for like three years in high school and didn't even total rifle yeah yeah that's how um i'm trying to think when i finally was like all right there's more to this archery stuff like i can be more mm-hmm. accurate than i am being because right now i'm just slinging stuff Which, you know the best thing that ever happened to me i started shooting in the 4-8 shooting program in oh, archery yeah. and uh man i just fell in love with shooting 3d tournaments and anything i could do with a bow i loved it and i really really got like serious about learning you know yeah and to the, the stuff i know now about archery is from my high school days of learning all that oh really yeah yeah see i never i, I never got into any of that i don't th- honestly i don't think i got to where i started like paying attention or, or I, not paying attention but like really being like all right i need to shoot this kind of arrow because i'm shooting this fast yeah. i don't think that happened until i was like 20 years old mm-hmm. yeah because that's what it was because when I went up to work for Midwest Whitetail, like I get my bow out and some of those guys were looking at me like, "What do you got going on over yeah. there?" You know, and uh, we had to shoot. I can't remember what kind of arrows they had us shooting, but they were like, "What spine do you need?" Like, huh? Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's the cheapest. You know. <laughs> I mean, I started figuring all that out because in the 3D world and all that different stuff I was shooting, it was different speed. You know, you couldn't have a certain speed bow and all that. And I finally, you know, started figuring out about all that stuff because I had to know the rules. Mm-hmm. But shoot there for about three years. I was gone almost every weekend shooting yeah. competition somewhere. 
Well, that's where it came from. Then, yeah, because you're still better than I am. <laughs> I just I fell in love with it there for a long time. I still love it. Just don't have the time to do the competition stuff. You, I mean, to me, if you're gonna do something like that, you need to vote and be the yeah. best you can. I don't have yeah. time. They still have a bunch of that going around locally. Yeah. Don't I mean, you can yeah. hop into it. Because yeah. Keith's boys still, or I know Caleb does it. I don't know if Kyle's yeah, into it yet. Shoot, we uh, I shot. I mean, it's, it's a bunch of amateur stuff. I shot yeah. a few ASA tournaments. I I remember when I was 17, it was the year before Levi went pro, and me and him shot in the same division together. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I was Did first, you win? No, absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, he smoked everybody in our age group. Did. Like, it wasn't even fair. No, Levi. That was right before he went pro, I think. Mm. And uh, or it may have been the first year he was pro. I can't remember, but. Yeah, I'm sure he won. Oh, he just, he just smoked us. Like, yeah. All these Mississippi kids looking at that big long arm joker. Yeah. You ain't even fair. What's your draw length? 47 inches? 62. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I, can't, now, I will say, I don't know why this just popped into my head, but talking about shooting bows, uh, the coolest thing, and this isn't like looking back into the old days, this is like going on now. The coolest thing that I've done as far as shooting archery recreationally is that techno hunt thing Jeffrey's got at Southern Bound? Yeah, that thing is fun. Yeah. So we have a like I, I realize this. Uh, not everyone that listens to this podcast is in Mississippi, but a good chunk of them are. Um, a buddy of ours, Jeffrey Bounds, owns a store called Southern Bound Outdoors. Um, in Madison, in, Mississippi. In Madison, or Mississippi. Canton, I guess it's in between Canton yeah. and Madison. Yeah. And he's got this deal. If y'all listen to like uh, or follow Joe Rogan at all, he's got one of the same things i don't know if it's software or whatever the thing's yeah. called it's called techno hunt and uh you go into this room and there's a screen it's a kevlar screen and you put blunt tips on your arrows and it plays you different scenarios like and you can pick i mean it plays some wild stuff like you can pick you just want to do white tails you can pick you just want to do big game but it was cool and, and there's actually you, some there's some art there's some primos footage on there yeah you get some real life scenarios in there too i mean you're not shooting like 40 50 yards but it's it makes you makes you aim for yeah. sure and it puts you on like a you got a time frame too and i mean yeah. the animal moves around i mean you now funny story so you know what i'm about to tell aren't you <laughs> which one <laughs> you can tell yours if you want to i'll just tell mine so uh jeffrey gets this thing the techno hunt thing set up and uh he calls us uh oh he calls us and uh he's like hey you know i think the store had either just opened or he hadn't opened it just yet he's like you and jordan and some other buddies went up there let's shoot the techno hunt thing i'm like heck yeah man because i'd been seeing he'd been sending me pictures of it i was like yeah i'd love to so we go rolling up there on Sunday afternoon. He gets the thing rolling. We go shoot through it, and it keeps score. So it's like a competition. So we're having us a big time and everything. And anyway, we get through the first round, and uh, he has a, a chronograph in there. Mm -hmm. So I think you did it first. You're like, I want to see what my bow shooting speed wise. And I'm like, yeah, I want to see what my bow shooting too. You know, so I go out there, get a field tip area, shoot through, walking. You know, and I stuck that arrow with a field tip in the in my pocket and i walked back by the techno hunt room and zach's in there shooting and he's, i was he's so bad he's terrible he's <laughs> truly truly terrible and uh <laughs> and he started like talking you know like just talking trash to me about like come on man come on come on shoot one more round i'm like all right whatever 
so we go up there and when you walk in this room you know it's it, it's darkened so you can see the screen you know and uh i took that field point era and i made the terrible mistake of laying it in the pile next to my areas that had the blunts on it <laughs> so the first thing comes up zach shoots i'm like hi you know next one comes up boom i shoot and i'm like yeah my score was higher than his so i start talking and not paying attention i'm too busy razzing zach about me shooting better than him he shoots the next one comes my turn i just reach back and i grab an arrow and i knock it and uh scene pops up i draw back and i remember when it hit it said great shot but then i was like that sounded funny I done sent a field tip through Jeffrey's new Kevlar screen. <laughs> you can put a hole in Kevlar with a field tip. <laughs> I put a hole up in the wall. <laughs> Went to draw back, and either I didn't have my release hung right or something happened. I shot straight above that screen, but knocked out his projector. <laughs> mm. So if you go and visit Southern Bound Outdoors and shoot Jeffrey's techno hunt, which you should do, it's a really fun time. I think my air is still in the wall up there, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Unless there's been more mistake made, mistakes made, there are two errors in that wall behind that screen, and one's from me and one's from Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, him. I remember I went up to Jeffrey to tell him, and he was back there in his warehouse going through stuff. You know, his store was about to open. I was like a... I felt like a kid going to tell his dad that he'd done done something wrong. I was like, uh, Jeffrey, um, you know hey, this, this game that you hadn't even opened to the public yet? You know this thing you just spent all this time and money putting in your store that, you know, you hadn't even had a full day yet? I put a hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> he thought I was kidding with him at first. I was like, dude, I wish I was. <laughs> There's a hole in that screen. Golly. But yeah. Just me being me. Mm-hmm. Man, it's funny to think, well, like, just to going back to what we were talking, it is funny to think about some of them old times. Uh, I can remember, like, uh, talking about duck hunting. I can remember we would, uh, like, now everyone's particular about the shells. They shoot the shotgun they have. Yeah. Like, back in those days, it was go to Walmart and just hope they had some steel shot left. Any kind. And just get whatever you can get. And if you killed... One wood duck, you done had a good day. Yeah, I didn't start doing any duck hunting until I was probably freshman year in college. Yeah, that's one. Like I had always been, where I grew up at, you didn't. Man, I knew a couple people that went to the Delta. You heard about them duck hunting, but it, you didn't. You didn't hear about it very much. Yeah. Well, you was a lot farther to the east than I was. Yeah. Oh man, I straight up pine rows over there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't live in the Delta either, but we would load up and drive to public land that i will not name not for, honestly i couldn't care if i said it but i'd have buddies that still hunt yeah. there and they'd get mad at me but uh yeah we we'd still i mean it's still i think we could get there usually like an hour hour and a half mm-hmm. so it was just close enough that we still would go but i remember the first time i had a buddy of mine that he had been to the delta and duck hunted a couple of times and you know if you'd already if you just knew somebody had been a few times they're professional oh yeah they know what they're doing and yeah i mean that's what we thought it's like man this dude been to delta he's been duck hunting he know he know what he's doing let's go duck hunting yeah. show us how if someone i know exactly what you mean yeah. if someone said they had been to the delta you're like oh they know yeah they, they know, know how th- to do this they know what's up they know which compared to me I, they did know what's up i didn't know <laughs> uh, first time we went we i knew where ducks were galore because i deer hunted all the time mm-hmm. like i knew where a bunch of wood ducks was and we went in there and shot them wood ducks like dang it's pretty fun yeah but even now i mean if you if i had to choose one or the other i'd go deer hunting we i still to this day me and daniel mahaffey 
and David Mahaffey on a piece of public ground that will not be named. Uh, we did not have a boat, but we had a spot that we wanted to go. Mm-hmm. We got there. I can't remember how early it was, but it was early enough that we hiked three miles in waders. <laughs> yeah. Three miles in waders to get to where we wanted to go. And uh, I still, you can see like a uh, just a little bit of a scar on my left calf because my I knew it was going to get hot. And I, all I had was really, really thick insulated waders, so I wore shorts up under them. And my socks slid down to my feet, and so I had nothing guarding my legs. And so I, I wore a blister on my calf so bad from the top of the, the waiter boots. Yeah. And I don't think, I think we killed like two ducks. Yep. And we had to hike out. Just the things you do. Mm-hmm. Still do them. Still do them. Just maybe maybe a little bit more calculated. Maybe. Some, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> maybe a little more calculated. It is funny to think about, though. Huh. <sighs> So, I guess that's all. I mean, I, you know, I don't have anything more to talk about. Not that I can think of. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I could talk about old turkey stories, but man. Yeah. Um, guys, I hope you enjoyed the trip down memory lane. Um, like I said, this is be the first of the summer podcast series. Expect them every Monday as per usual. Uh, if you have, again, I'll reiterate it again. If you have anybody in particular that you would like for us to bring on the show or any topics you want us to cover, please do not hesitate. Send them to me. Send them to Jordan. Send them to the Primo's page. Um, And, yeah, that's it. Thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll catch you back here next week on the Speak the Language podcast.